Good evening. Thank you for joining us. If you would stand, we'll get started with our youth rally. We're glad that you're here. We're going to sing It Is Well With My Soul.
sing the third verse in the chorus. My sin, oh singing so we're we're glad that you guys all decided to come we're we're excited to have you all today I had to move this closer because I'm a little shorter than the song leader um but we're thankful y'all are here and we're praying that this is it'll be fun tonight it'll be a blast but most importantly we pray that the Lord will use it to speak to every single young person maybe even the adults in this room so we just pray that when whenever whenever it's time to have fun you guys go crazy have fun play the game scream and shout Whenever we're singing songs to the Lord, take it seriously. Whenever we're going to hear from the preacher, focus in. Don't be talking to your peers because God has something for every single person tonight. So let's go ahead and tune our hearts. Have fun when it's time. And if you guys, if you guys pay real close attention, you might have missed it walking in. But if you start to focus, we're doing some construction work in the back. But don't let that distract you, okay? Let that distract you from the message of God, from what God has for us tonight. So I just want to welcome you all. Thanks again for, uh, for you all being here. I, I'm new. My name is Brother Lalo Leva. I've only been here a couple months with my wife. So now we're going to have all the youth pastors or pastors. If you can, um, the rest of you can go ahead and stay, go ahead and go ahead and sit down. The youth pastors and pastors, if you guys can stay standing and introduce your, yourselves and your church, that'll help us all to get acquainted and it'll help me as well to kind of get to know some people. So. We'll start over here on the right, and we'll work our way back and to the left. Awesome. Well, we're excited for y'all to be here. We'll go ahead and open up with a word of prayer real quick, and then we'll go ahead and uh, continue on. Uh, Pastor, can you go ahead and stand and lead us in a word of prayer, if that's okay? 
I know, I know this is the only reason you guys come to the youth rally. All right. If you haven't been here before, welcome. But, where'd my helpers go? Oh, okay. We like to have competitions here. Sometimes they're gross. Last year, I blended up uh, Happy Meals on the stage and made people drink them. Uh, I shouldn't say made. They all volunteered. Everybody raised their hand. Uh, the year before that, we had everybody drink a bottle of ranch. That was really nice. Um, I was kind of surprised at how fast that went. But uh, we also have a watermelon eating contest. It seems to be a fan favorite. And so this year is no different. I'd like youth pastors, if you would, give me... Uh, we're going to do three rounds of it, but I need uh, somebody from your group who you think could eat the watermelon faster than anybody else. Okay? And there will be, there will be a prize at the end, I guarantee, promise. Let's see. I need four people, four people to get started. Four people. Oh, yes. Come on down, ma'am. Come on, let's go. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, right here. It looks like we have four ladies. All right, ladies. Come up here. Find your spot behind your favorite piece of watermelon here. Mrs. Benson is going to help you with a bib because I get the feeling you're probably a messy eater. All right, what's your name? Autumn. Autumn. Let's hear for Autumn. Oh, boy. And what's your name, ma'am? Allie. Allie, let's hear for Allie. Whoa. What's your name? Mercy. Mercy? Let's hear for Mercy. Listen, you're in a church. You should really cheer for Mercy, okay? Let's hear for Mercy. All right, and what's your name? McKenna. McKenna, let's hear for McKenna. So we have McKenna, Mercy, Autumn, Allie, and Autumn. Okay. We have a bunch of girls. Let's cheer for the girls. All right. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and we're going to see who can eat the most watermelon. I am putting my money on the smallest person up here. And if you've been here before, you understand why. That seems to be the way it goes, okay? Are you guys ready? Here's the rules. You can use your hands. It's no problem at all. Uh, you got 60 seconds to eat as much watermelon as you possibly can. Uh, the person who gets done first, we have a bunch of gift cards. I imagine one of these ladies would like a Starbucks gift card. You guys like Starbucks? Look at, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. You, okay. What else have we got here? You like Cane's Chicken or Quick Trip or something like that? Okay. All right. She didn't care about Starbucks. You know what? She's probably going to win. Okay. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. Let's hear for the ladies here. Cheer up on, cheer up on. Three, two, one, go, 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 go. Oh, my goodness. Cheer up on, cheer up on. Let's hear for Autumn. Let's hear for Mercy. Cheer up on. Go, 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 go. Oh, my goodness. 15 seconds gone. This is amazing. Very ladylike. She's winning already. Cheer up on. Let's go, let's go. 20 seconds left. Hurry, hurry. You can taste the Starbucks coffee already, I know. Hurry, hurry, hurry. 10, 9, 
eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, stop! Oh my. I think it's going to come down to between Autumn and McKenna. My goodness. I think we're going to give it to Autumn. All right, Autumn, come get your gift card. All right, I need four more people. Four more people, Autumn. There you go. Congratulations on embarrassing yourself in front of all the boys. Just Let's have four fellas. I want the youth pastors to pick a fella from their group. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Come on down. This guy's wearing a sleeve, too. He's probably going to be fast. He's probably going to be fast. All right. Woo! Do any of you fellas want a bib? Khabib, let's get one for Caleb. All right, I like this guy already because he's got a purple shirt on from K-State. Amen. Yes, preacher. I can feel the Lord already in this place. What's your name, sir? Uh, Jerry. Uh, Jared. Let's hear for uh, Jared. All right. Oh, Jerry. It's just Jerry, not uh, Jared. I'm sorry. Who likes? Who thinks we should call him uh, Jared? Anyways, uh, Jared. It sounds like a biblical name. What's your name, sir? Henry. Henry. Let's hear for Henry. What's your name, sir? Caleb. Let's hear for Khabib. What's your name, sir? Joseph. Joseph? Let's have her, Joseph. All right, we got uh, Jared. We got Henry, Caleb, and Joseph. Sir, please put down the food. It's not time to eat yet, okay? No wonder you have a weird name like uh, Jared, okay? All right, now, let's see. Who thinks that uh, Jared is going to win? Who thinks that Henry's going to win? Who thinks that Caleb is going to win? Who thinks that who thinks that Joseph is going to win? I think I got my money on Joseph right here, buddy. He looks like a type of fella that enjoys some sweet fruits. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right, we're going to find out here. 60 seconds on the clock. Get the most of that watermelon gone, and you'll win your gift card. Three, two, one, go, 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 go. Cheer him on, cheer him on. Let's hear for uh, Jared. Let's hear for Henry. Let's hear for Caleb. Let's hear for Joseph. Cheer him on. Joseph. Whoa. Joseph. Oh, my goodness. Hurry, hurry. This guy's getting after it. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe. Chairman. 30 seconds gone. 30 seconds left. Hurry, hurry. You're halfway there. Oh, my goodness. Hurry. You've got to be hungry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. 15 seconds left. Hurry, hurry. You're coming down the home stretch. 
10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, stop! I think you got more on the table than you did on the plate. How does it feel to have embarrassed yourself in front of all the girls? Unbelievable. All right, put that down, sir. I think we're going to give it to Caleb. All right. Would you like a gift card, sir? Caleb. All right, fellas, get off the stage. Nobody wants to look at you anymore. Uh, all right, four more people. Four more. Oh, not you. <laughs> huh? Oh, my. Who thinks that we should have a race between the youth pastors? Ah, yes, Lord. That's the best idea I've heard all day. And don't worry. Because if your youth pastor doesn't get on this game, I have another game in a couple of minutes that's going to be just as fun. Let's have some youth pastors. What do we? Yes, there we go. One, two, three. I need, oh, there's two. I need two more. Oh, there we go. Come on down, fellas. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy right now. So happy. Woo! All right. Now, everybody be quiet. Listen, if you don't cheer for your youth pastor while he's making up rules, if you don't cheer for your youth pastor, then shame on you. I hope he goes down a gravel road on the way home with all the windows down. I'm going to give him a gift card, and if you cheer for him, he might give it to you. All right? All right, sir, what's your name? Keon. Keon, let's hear it, Keon. All right, what's your name? Jesse. Jesse, let's hear it for Jesse. And your name, sir? Joshua. Joshua. Tucker. Tucker. I don't remember anybody's name, so we're going to cheer for him anyway. All right? 60 seconds on the clock. Cheer on your youth pastor. Three, two, one, go, 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 go. Unbelievable. I hope you chuckle on that, sir. Choo, 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 choo. Oh, my goodness. Look at this guy go. Woo! 20 seconds gone. We're almost halfway there, fellas. Hurry, hurry, hurry. 30 seconds gone. 30 seconds left. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Oh, my goodness. They like the watermelon in Topeka. Woo! Cheer them on. 15 seconds left. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Go, go. Choo, 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 choo. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Three, two, one, stop! Wow!
It's between these two fellas right here. But I think it's gonna go to Norwood! Yes, sir! All right. You better use this gift card for your wife. Pick one out of there, sir. Very good. All right. Let's give them all a hand. All right. Uh, That was like a well-oiled machine right there. All right, everybody stand up. We're going to sing The Love of God, page 188 in your hymnals, page 
All right, more competition uh, eating things. <clears throat> How many of you like fruit by the foot? And how many of you think you can eat fruit by the foot without using your hands? Well, that's what we're going to do. But it's much more fun if you have competitions between people. So what I'd like to do is I would like... two fellows from each church to come up here. Two guys from each church. Preferably, preferably the most competitive guys that you have. <clears throat> Where were these Neanderthals when we were eating watermelon? All right, all right. Hand them out to everybody. Hand them out to everybody. Pass them out to everybody. All right, fellas. What? Okay, that's fine. All right, fellas, come out here in the middle of the stage where everybody can look at you, all right? Everybody wants to get a good look at you, all right? <clears throat> you can, listen, you can unroll them, you can unroll them, and you can take the wrapper off, but do not put them in your mouth yet because that is cheating, and we're in church. And if you cheat in church, probably lightning will strike you, Okay? Just be cool. Now, the reason I say this is because we just did this game during BBS, and there was a lot of cheating, okay? All right. Unroll it. Open it up. Oh, we got a couple more fellas here. Are you going to be able to do this with your arm like that? Okay. All right. All right. Hurry up, fellas. Here we go. Here's the, here's the competition. <clears throat> you got to, when I say go, you put it in your mouth, and don't stick all the middle of it in your mouth. You just put it in your mouth with your fingers. And you got to eat the whole thing without touching it, without your hands, okay? And I need an unbiased judge. How about Brother Aaron Veazey is right here? And Brother Tad LaGrosse. He looks ugly and mean enough that he can help with this as well. <clears throat> okay? The first person done gets a gift card. If you want a gift card to Quick Trip, fine. If you want a gift card to Starbucks, I'm going to make fun of you. But that's okay. All right? We got two people here from every church, so you better cheer on the people from your church. And if you don't, shame on you. All right. We got, we got 60 seconds on the clock, but it doesn't take like 25 seconds for this to happen, okay? On the count of three, you're going to go. One, two, three, go, 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 go. Cheer them on, cheer them on, cheer them on. Let's go. Hurry, hurry, hurry. You guys look absolutely ridiculous. Look at this guy right here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. In the Bible, the first should be last, and the last should be. Oh, no, you can have a, you can pick a gift card. There's Starbucks, but I'm going to roast you if you pick a Starbucks gift card. Right? Oh, Culver's. That's my guy. All right. You can get a Starbucks gift card. What are the, okay, the rest of you guys, we're just enjoying looking at because you're ugly. But go sit down, okay? Thanks for, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. All right. Now I have just a few left. What I would like to see is a competition 
between a very competitive husband and wife duo. I, I would like two couples to come up. It, it, oh, there we go. Yes, Lord. It, if you don't volunteer, here we go right here. Come on down. Get four of those out there. There's four people. That's, we got it. We got it. Listen, people, you get to be on stage all the time. Sit down, okay? All right. Come on up. <clears throat> Open up these fruit by the foots. All right. He's ready. Look at him go. He looks like he's done this. Don't put it in your mouth yet. He's cheating in church already. What did I just tell all the kids? Don't put it in your mouth. Oh, gross. How many feel sorry for her right now? We're going to pray for you. Go ahead. Hold on. All right. I can see how this is going to go. All right. Now, I'd like to say that it's this couple competing against this couple, but we all know that it's the husbands versus the wives. Okay? You better try to win, and if you do win, I bet your wife will want you to get a Starbucks gift card for her and not some stupid quick trip gift card you can put gas in your car with or something, right? Okay. What's your name? Me. And your name, sir? Here's what your name is. What's your name? Erica. Erica. Travis. And Travis. Let's hear for this couple right here. Let's hear for this couple right here. You better cheer them on. 60 seconds on the clock. If you win, out of each couple, you get to pick the gift card, okay? So if you beat him, you get the gift card. If he wins, you're probably going to pick a gift card anyways, okay? Same thing over here. Three, two, one, go, 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 go. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Oh, my God. Cheer him on. Cheer him on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Oh, my goodness. Hurry, 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 hurry. Go, 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 go. He's shaded right here. Don't stop. Don't stop. You get to beat your wife. I shouldn't say beat your wife. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Oh, and he's done. Okay. All right, sir. Pick you a gift card right here. There's something you can get for your wife, or you can get a Red Bull at Quick Trip. There you go, smart man. Yes, he got her a Starbucks gift card. All right, that is all we have. Thank you for playing. Brother Stephen. through the desert I've been through the storm I've been through the fire but I knew that I never was alone there's an unseen hand that holds me fast 
guides me on to my heavenly home and I won't turn back. I won't turn back. back. Keep pressing forward with a happy glory. Hallelujah. Shout that leads me onward. I'm walking by faith and it's a fact. He's made a way in Jesus' name so I won't turn back. It's a road that's traveled, we're walking on. Though the journey's tough and the way is rough, I've got a song. And I trust the Lord, cause he promised that. Just up the way, there's a better day, so I won't turn back. I won't turn back, back. pressing forward. So I won't turn back. I won't turn back. Pressing forward with a happy glory. Hallelujah! Shout that leads me onward. I'm walking by faith, and it's a fact. He's made a way, and by His grace, He's leading me to a better place. I'll proclaim in Jesus' name that I won't turn back. One last competition, we're going to have a sword drill. What I'd like to do Parents in the choir here. Let's, uh, can we get off the, the front row? I hear guys. So, um, if you are from, <clears throat> if you have a Bible and you're quick, uh, come on down to the front row here and uh, <clears throat> find some Bible passages. Okay? One or two people from each church. Doesn't have to be a lot. One person's fine. <clears throat> There we go. You can sit on the second row, too. First or second row. Thank you, sir. All right. And what I'd like to see, if I could get Brother Lalo and, excuse me, uh, Brother Lagos, would you help me out again? Uh, Pointing out who stands up first. Here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to just right here, wherever you can see them. I'm going to call out the passage, and I'm going to call out the book that it's in last. So you can't uh, be about it in your mind and find it quicker, okay? So it goes something like this. I'll say practice, okay? Uh, this, <clears throat> the second verse of the 65th chapter of Psalms. Go, and you got to got to find Psalms 65, verse 2. Does that make sense? Is that clear enough? Okay. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Second verse of the second chapter 
of Job. Go. Second verse of the second chapter of Job. Right here. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I guess you should probably read the first uh, couple words so we know you're not just making it up. Yes, okay, there we go. <laughs> I know your father, so we've got to make sure that's accurate. Okay? All right. <clears throat> seventh, seventh verse of the fourth chapter. Seventh verse, fourth chapter, Second Kings. Go. You got to read a little bit of it. Okay, very good. Right. Let's give Maddie a hand. You got to be involved here. All right. Here we go. The sixth verse of the ninth chapter. Sixth verse, ninth chapter of Numbers. Go. Sixth verse of the ninth chapter of Numbers. Go. You got to start reading. Okay. You got it. You got it. All right, two more here. First verse of the eighth chapter, first verse of the eighth chapter of John. Go. First verse of the eighth chapter of John. You got to read. He stood up first, but nobody, you got to read it. (laughs) Okay, forget that one. We'll do it again. You got to stand up and start reading it, okay? Yeah. The fourth verse of the fourth chapter, fourth verse, fourth chapter of Acts. Go. Fourth verse, fourth chapter of Acts. Oh, she was in the back there. It's close. All right. Okay. Seventh verse, seventh verse of the first chapter of Malachi. Go. Seventh verse, first chapter, Malachi. Right there. Yes, sir. All right. Here we go. And we have time. Can you do a couple more? I have one more gift card to give out. <clears throat> Be done. <clears throat> second key. Oh. <laughs> We're not going to go to Second Kings now. Sorry. Uh, third verse. <clears throat> wow. Third verse. This is the. You pray for me. Third verse. Third verse of the fifth chapter of. Third verse. Fifth chapter. Jeremiah. Go. Third verse. Fifth chapter. Jeremiah. Got it right there. She's already got it, ladies. Okay. We're all done. Okay, why don't y'all go ahead and be seated? Let, let's, let's, do, let's get the whole building involved. Okay, let's do this. Everybody sit with your church. We're having pizza afterwards, right? Everybody excited for some pizza? Okay. First youth department to get three, 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 uh, we're in the first place three times, gets to go in the pizza line first. 
So let's compete for that, okay? Everybody's involved, okay? It can be youth pastors, youth pastors, wives, teenagers, whoever it is. First youth, first youth department to get three in a row. Not three in a row, but just three correct. Uh, you guys get to go in the pizza line first. So let, let, get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. No cheating, no cheating. Hold that from the spine. If I'm not watching, God's watching, and that's more dangerous, okay? Let's see. You ready? It's going to be the fifth verse, the 15th chapter, New Testament, John, just stand and read, stand and shout, proclaim. Oh, Pastor Jeremiah. I'm the vine. Pastor Jeremiah's church, number one. Okay. Here we go. Hold it from, Bible's up, Bible's up, no cheating. First line in pizza, come on. Uh, Verse 16, Old Testament, 2 Kings, chapter 7. Yeah, I threw a little curveball in there for that one, huh? Start reading, start reading. He he started reading first. He started reading first. He started reading. So you guys got a point. Okay, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Find another one. Chapter 4, verse 5, 1 Timothy. Oh, okay. They're one away. Come on. You guys are getting whooped. Come on. Okay, here we go. Some other church has to step up to them. Come on. They're about to get pizza first. Not till after, though. Not, not right now. Let's see here. Let's do a fun one. Okay. Verse 12. 1 Samuel. Old Testament. KJV only. Chapter 3. Okay, yes. Two for two. Two for two. Okay, there's no other churches even in the running for this. Come on, let's keep it going. Come on. Here we go. Either one of these churches get a win or somebody else can be the underdog. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we go. The 23rd verse, the second chapter, the book of. Agai. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. The beautiful lady in the front. Got it. That's my wife, everybody, just so you all know. (laughs) All right. Shawnee's in the running now. Here we go. Spine up. There we go. Here we go. Chapter 49. Oh, there's only a few books that have this many chapters. Verse 9, the book of Isaiah. Oh, she started reading before you, Brother Jeremiah. Are y'all part of the same? Oh, so there's another church in the running now. Okay, here we go. There's two churches that are tied for two, and there's two other churches that are tied for one. Come on, we need another dog. Here we go. I like this one. Verse 9. Listen, okay. Chapter 2. 
the book that comes before Esther. Go. Yes! All right. So whenever we dismiss for pizza, y'all remind me, they get to go get pizza first. All right. You guys have been doing great. Good job. We're going to have a we're going to have a last special here and then we'll go ahead and get into the preaching. So we'll go ahead and have the choir come up.
But we're honored to have you tonight. Thank you for taking time to come be with us. Uh, we have Brother Jeremiah from South Norwood joining. Hey, good to see everybody here this evening. Am I turn? Is this thing turned on? I'm ready to roll. Okay, very good. Um, I, I that was awesome. I could like seriously like I don't. I'll go sit down for a little while longer. I mean, I'm not going to shorten my message, but I could listen to that again and again. That was awesome. Praise the Lord. Uh, what a blessing, young people. Seriously, that was that was awesome. I praise the Lord for that. Incredible. And uh, I, that's awesome. I hope you all sing that like every Sunday morning. That was just phenomenal. Praise God for that. Bless His holy name. Well, it's good to get to be with you tonight. I'm really thankful to be here. Can I move this? Is that all right? I'm going to get rid of this. And um, I'm just going to move that over here. And uh, it really is great to get to have all of you here this evening. Uh, I am thankful for Shawnee Mission Baptist Temple. Uh, I grew up here. This was uh, my church when I was your age. I grew up here and graduated uh, right here in Shawnee. Spent, spent all my high school years, uh, junior high years, spent all of them right here uh, at this church. And, uh, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for the way that I was raised. And, uh, and so tonight, getting to be here with you is just very special to me. It just really means the world to me. And, uh, and then I get to spend some time with you. Uh, it really is a blessing. I hope, that, uh, I hope I can be half the blessing you are to me uh, this evening. I, I am, uh, I'm grateful that we get to spend some time together tonight. I love your pastor. I've known him my whole life. And uh, I'm really thankful uh, for his impact in my life uh, and not killing me when it would have been easier to do that than, uh, than, than uh, to let me go on another day. Uh, would you take your Bibles tonight? We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 50. I'm just going to mess with all these microphones like they belong to me. Um, I'm just get them out of my way. I'm going to trip on that later. I can tell you that. But we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 50. And, um, and I want to uh, turn your attention to Isaiah chapter 50. And, um, and as, you're, as you're turning there, thank you so much, Brother Lala. Um, as you're turning there, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 50. We're going we're gonna to take our reading, uh, just two verses here. We'll bring the whole thing into full view, into context, and, uh, in, as we go through it. But we're going to focus primarily on two verses to, to draw our text from tonight. Um, but I want you to think, as, as you're turning there, as we're finding our way to the text this evening, I want you to think of, the, uh, a, of a couple of accounts in Scripture, a, a couple of places in Scripture that maybe you'd be familiar with. Uh, I think of, of Daniel chapter 1. In Daniel chapter 1, well, basically the whole book of Daniel tells the story of, uh, of Daniel and then sets up the prophecies from about chapter 7 on uh, but it opens with the account of, of the exceptional faith of Daniel and, uh, and three of his compatriots. And so here they are in a brand new land. They've been brought into Babylon, and uh, their lives have been spared. Th- this, was, uh, this was a miracle in and of itself. There were many uh, that died in Jerusalem and Israel. There, there were many that died just for being in the city when uh, when the soldiers came through. And so uh, they come out of a hostile, a, a hostile environment, 
and they find their way into Babylon. Now, uh, in Babylon, they are given a special training regimen, and uh, part of that regimen includes language, includes changing of names, uh, it, it includes a, a new religion, and they are dumped into a brand new environment. And in this environment, part of this was their food. You might remember the account uh, where Daniel and his three uh, partners there in crime, uh, they, they say, we can't eat the food. Now, now, you can change my name, and you can change the clothes I wear, you can change the language I speak, you can do most anything else, but the Bible says not to participate in the eating of this food. And because of what the Word of God says from the writings of Moses, Daniel and his three partners say no to the filet mignon. We're not having it. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'd rather have vegetables. Now, that's a, that's a sentence no one has ever said before. Right. Uh, you would rather have vegetables than the steak provided by the king. But they did. They said, nope, we're not doing it. And, and it was because of what the Bible said. Moses said, God doesn't want you to do it. Daniel said, I won't do it. Not going to do it. Uh, consider another. Uh, consider another account. Um, and here you think of our man Joseph. G the book of Genesis ends with the story, the account of Joseph's life. You'll remember Joseph. Joseph was a favorite of his father, Israel, and uh, was given a coat of many colors. Remember, his brothers were envious because of some dreams he dreamed. And, uh, and so Joseph was taken, kidnapped by his brothers and sold into foreign slavery. He is taken by the Midianites into the land of Egypt, and there in the land of Egypt he will live out the rest of his life, alienated from his family, isolated from anyone he ever knew. And all of and that's important because all of his accountability is gone. Everyone that could hold Joseph accountable for the kind of man he would become, the kind of character he would demonstrate, all of that is gone. And in the face of total freedom from anyone you know knowing about it, Joseph chooses to do the right thing. Namely, in an area of temptation with Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife throws herself at Joseph, and in an attempt to have sex with him, she draws him and lures him and attempts to to pull him away. And Joseph says, I cannot do this great sin against God. You see, Joseph knew in that very moment, Joseph knew this sin is a sin not against you, Mrs. Potiphar, or against your husband, but against my God. And Joseph says no. Interesting enough, that happens in chapter 39 in the book of Genesis. In chapter 38, there's a different account. Chapter 38 tells the story of Judah, his brother. Judah, his brother, has a sordid affair with his daughter-in-law and in the process, refusing to give her what her rights were because of her relationship to his son, she tricks him. He imagines he is simply going down the road with some faceless girl and participates in fornication and the process of it all produces a child to which finally he has to admit that he has done wrong by this young woman. Same family. Same family. 
One chapter apart, they are layered in the book as a reminder to us Joseph was altogether different than the character of his brothers. When Joseph said no, Judah said, yeah, why not? Altogether different. David. David in Psalm chapter 73 tells about what his heart went through when he saw the wicked becoming rich and more and more wealth was gained by the wicked and in his mind there was an unfairness. It didn't seem right that those who were wicked and hated God were being treated with, with, with what seemed to be the blessings of God and David comes to a place where he just deals with some, with some anger in his heart because those who shouldn't have the bounties of the earth and all of the wealth, they are in fact those who have the wealth. Three different accounts. But they all have one thing in common. The common thing that they share is that they know what our text is talking about in chapter 50 of the book of Isaiah and verse number 10. Those three men experience what this individual in verse number 10 has experienced. Look with me if you would. The Bible says, Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of His servant, that walketh in darkness, that hath no light, let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Who is it that wants to serve the God, wants to serve God, but he's in the dark? Who, who among you wants to serve God? But if you're going to serve him, you're going to have to do it in the dark. You're going to have to do it without without the strength of knowing you're always doing the right thing. You're going to have to do the right thing even though there won't be somebody there to pat you on the back and tell you, hey, good job, I'm glad you're doing the right thing right now. And you're going to be in the opportunity to do that which is right and tempted to do that which is wrong. And there is coming a time for each and every one of you young people where the question will be, who among you wants to obey God, but you're willing to do it in the dark. I want you to see this evening what our text is discussing. He starts in verse number 10, Who is among you that feareth the Lord? Notice this is not somebody outside the family of God. This is somebody that wants to serve God. This is somebody who has a desire to serve the Lord. This is somebody who cares about what God thinks, cares about what God has said. This is somebody who down in their heart of hearts, they desire the life that comes from doing what God has said to do. Not only that, the Bible says in verse number 10, he says, and obeyeth the voice of the Lord. I, I tell you, that's a particular kind of person. We live in a day where everyone claims to be Christian. Everyone claims to be spiritual. Everyone claims to have a fellowship with God or a walk with God. Yet there are few disciples that just are willing to obey what God has said. There's plenty of people who fill pews every Sunday morning and they are happy to put the label of Christian on but when it comes time to do what pleases God, they're nowhere to be found. They don't even look to find out what pleases God, let alone 
willing to do so. They not only want to do what God wants, but they want to obey Him. You see, these are the young people that hear the messages at camp. They heard the messages at youth conferences. They've heard the messages in youth rallies. They've heard what the Word of God has said. And they've made decisions. They've desired to do what the preacher has put before them. They've caught the vision of following the Lord Jesus with their hearts. They have a vision of what it looks like to follow after God. And they walk with God and they want to know Him. And they want to obey His voice. These are the young people who have chosen to dress differently than the peer group. They've made decisions to submit their dress over over to the Lord and let Him decide for them what is right and what is wrong in the area of how we present our bodies to the world. This is someone who's made decisions about their music and probably this summer deleted hours of content and stations from your, from your social media accounts that were pulling you away from God and you knew they had no place in your heart and so you removed them and you purged it from your life. This is the young person that made a vow with their mind and determined that purity would be a priority for you. This is someone who has, has confessed a rebellious spirit against their parents and knows that such a spirit displeases God. This is the one who has confessed secret sins and wishes to be open and accountable to their family and to their pastor and to their youth pastor and to their parents. This is one who has surrendered the, their future to the control of God. Here's the problem. This one that has a desire for the Lord to transform their life has to live in an environment that feels like darkness. Oh, when the preacher was preaching at camp, you could feel the warmth of hearing from God's perspective. You saw the light, like it shined really big. You hadn't seen it before. And all of a sudden, the verse hit your heart like it had never hit before. And man, you got a hold of God, or maybe more appropriately, God got a hold of you. And you begin to talk to the Lord like you'd never spoken to Him before. And you begin to commit things to Him that He had wanted control over for a long time. We're honest. You don't get to stay at camp. You don't get to live at camp as easy as that would be, as nice as it would be for your spirit to say, hey, I can stay right here at camp and I'll just nurture this relationship with God for a while. I'd like to just, I remember, I wasn't that long ago, watch it, it wasn't that long ago that I can't remember making the decisions myself. I remember the last day of camp coming and in my heart, my soul just was sinking and it wasn't because I had to say goodbye to a friend or, or had, to, had to say goodbye to a group that I'd gotten to know or somebody that was important to me. It wasn't that I'd have to say goodbye. It was the fact that I knew I'm going to have to stand up on my own. It was really nice out here on the mountaintop. It's really nice being able to hear the preaching of God's Word a couple times a day to keep my mind primed and prioritized on what mattered to God. But you have to leave camp. They make you leave youth conferences. Your youth pastor puts your stuff in the van whether you ask him to leave you or not. When you get home, it's hard. When you get around your friends who not made those same decisions, or maybe a family who isn't supporting you in them, 
Or maybe just the temptation of being alone and by yourself and having to support these commitments and, and the desire that you had in your heart and trying to keep it fresh and trying to get in the Word of God so that He'll keep that alive in your heart. And if we're honest, you feel it grow dull. The joy of remembering your decisions is evaporating. The emotion of the high point is gone and the flesh is pulling you away from the decisions and all of your best intentions. And if we're honest, you lose sight of the promises He's made. You lose the joy of opening His Word and you grow dull of hearing His Holy Spirit's conviction. You discover that if it's going to be real in your life, it'll take more than the emotional moments and highs that mark those special events. Sometimes we begin to doubt whether or not we can remain faithful to the commitments we've made. Maybe you've begun to doubt if He is able to work in your life. Or maybe you doubt that He even wants to use you at all. I'd love to tell you I didn't know what this is like. But I do. And I think every Christian leader in here today would tell you, we know what it is like to have to leave the mountaintop. To have to go into what can only be described as the dark. In fact, it is so prevalent, I, an old pastor friend of mine used to say before he went to heaven, he'd say, don't forget in the dark what God told you in the light. Don't forget in the dark what God showed you in the light. But here in the dark, it's almost impossible to heed Isaiah's final instruction, isn't it? Consider what verse number 10 says again. He says, let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. One of the reasons, young people, that is so hard for us to walk with God even in the dark is that there are so many substitutions for real light. Can I remind you tonight that the world is trying to provide you something that feels good. Something that seems like purpose. Something that looks and presents itself like that high that you experienced when you were fresh with the Lord. I tell you today, all the world offers is substitute light. That's all they can provide. They can make you feel the highs. They can bring you to the mountaintop experiences. You can go to the shows and the concerts and they will elevate your emotions to the highs. And I tell you, they can try to tell you all the good things you should be doing, could be doing. And they'll fill your life with what looks like purpose and what seems like importance and what looks like it could matter in eternity. But it never can because it is phony fire. It's not real light. Verse number 11 warns us of this. He says, Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrows. God warns through Isaiah. He says, hey, be careful of the crowd that comes along and says, oh, don't, don't worry about walking with God. You can make your own fire. 
You can kindle your own emotion. You can kindle your own value. You can kindle your own purpose. I know, I know, I know. Walking with God gives you a new life. It gives you something that's beautiful and worth living for. It fills your life with purpose and meaning. You can have all of those things, but you don't have to do it their way. They offer you a substitute light. He says, woe to those careful for those who want to build up. They kindle their own fire and then they kick the sparks into the sky and they say, look, we're in the light. That's what the world's offering to you. They offer you every day the sparks of their fire. They get that fire worked up and they get it going and then they'll throw it in the air and boy, it is distracting. It catches the attention and there are young people that claim the name of Jesus by the thousands that have filled their life with substitute light. They have substitute joy. They have substitute happiness. They have substitute purpose. They have substitute meaning and all the things that they could have had that were real in God, they have found a substitute someplace else. He says, don't follow them. They tell you, hey, we're going to make you a fire. We're going to kindle a fire. And you can walk in the sparks of it. God says, I know their end, and their end is sorrow. You know what substitute joy and substitute kindness and substitute love provides you? Nothing but sorrow in the end. It produces a life of sorrow. Behold all ye that kindle a fire. Compass yourself about with sparks. Walk in the light of your fire and the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of my hand. God says, I won't let it come to pass. I will be the one to stop you from ever experiencing real, true light. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. You can kindle a fire for yourself. And throw the sparks up in the air around you and deceive yourself into thinking you found light. By, by the way, our world is doing that very thing right now. They want you to fill your day distracting yourselves from the mundane and the normal, always pushing you further and further, more and more. They want you to chase thrills on Instagram and TikTok. They want, to, want you to chase sexual thrills through meaningless sex and pornography. They listen to music that is intended to heighten flesh. Their lyrics are filled with images that devalue women and degrade young men down to animals. They lie about what brings happiness. They offer labels and brand names that promise to keep you cool and happy. They want want you to feel like you belong to a group and have a common purpose and union, but it's all fake. Or, if you're so inclined, they want you to feel superior to everyone around you and treat you like you're the main character of this game. And all of it is a lie. None of it is real. It's all substitute. It's just a fire they got going through the sparks in the air, and God's children are distracted by it all. And we chase a phony fire looking for something that provides real meaning, real purpose, and we get distracted with that which is sorrowful. I remind you tonight that the world has nothing to satisfy you. If we're honest, some of you are turning to that which calls itself Christian. It's merely a distracting light. I tell you today, there are conferences and youth meetings and concerts you can go and they'll hype you up for Jesus and you'll leave there with the, all of the emotion, that sugary sweet high of emotion 
And I tell you today, there are churches providing it every Sunday. You come in, we won't ever challenge you on your sin. We won't ever make you feel like you need to get right with God. We'll tell you how much He loves you. We'll make you feel real good about it all. We'll sing our songs. It sounds exactly like the rock songs you can buy in any bookstore or in any, uh, anywhere on iTunes. And you can come and listen to our jams and they'll make you feel the same way that the phony fire of the other place made you feel. And you can have all of that and we'll put God's name on it we live in a culture that is satisfied with a phony fire world's offering it to you religions offering it to you none of it will satisfy you shall lie down in sorrows he promised why is it that these things don't satisfy then here's why Because you were meant to have a relationship with God. The mountaintop experience isn't the goal. God's the goal. Young person, your commitment isn't the goal. No, no, I I think there is wisdom in committing your way into the Lord, trusting also in Him, knowing He will bring it to pass. That's wisdom. That's the Bible explaining to us how this works. Young people, it is good for God's people to make commitments to the Lord. Lord, I'm going to walk with you. You can have all of me. You can have my music. You can have my friends. You can have my influences. You can have all of this. I want you to have all of me. It is good for God's young people to make commitments. This is wisdom. It becomes a problem when you think the commitment is the goal. When you think the clothes you wear is the goal. When you think the music you listen to is the goal. That has nothing to do with the goal. The goal is there is a God in heaven who wants you to know Him and wants you to walk with Him. You say, no, I'm not not even full grown yet. And I'm telling you, God doesn't want to wait. God wants to walk with you today. He wants you to be His friend today. He doesn't want you to wait until you're older and have figured out that sin really leaves you hollow and has eaten you and given you all the shame it has to give. And instead, you can have a real relationship with God that's not built on you and the commitments you make, but a relationship that's built on Him. This this is why. All of the fake and phony fire produces nothing. It produces nothing because it is not what draws you closer to Him. The Bible tells us here. Trust. Remember we just read it in verse 10? Trust. Not in your commitment. Trust in the name of the Lord. Trust in Him. Young people, there are plenty of God's children who are trying to live the Christian life based on what you do for God. They end up doing the work for God. and Therefore, they end up doing the work alone. Living with the frustration of feeling like a failure and feeling like they're isolated and have disappointed the God of heaven. I tell you today, He's not disappointed because it was never on you. God was never wanting you to do something without Him. Instead, He wants you aware of the fact that you never have to do anything without Him. He is always with you. He is always walking with you. And He is always working to bring His will out in your life. You have Him. 
If you allow, you can rely on His grace and His strength and His purpose and His motivation and you know any of the good going on in your life isn't even you doing it. You're watching Him do it through you. So He commands, stay upon the darkness, the light, the feeling, the emotion, the commitment, the decision, the obedience. No! (laughs) Stay upon your God. Keep your eyes on Him. Keep your focus on Him. You did the right thing when you made decisions for Christ. The problem is when we stopped at the decision instead of pressing on to know Him. So He calls us to keep our eyes on Him, to depend on Him, to call on Him, to trust in Him. Say, preacher, I'm... I'll be honest with you, I don't... I don't think I want any of that. I don't want to make a decision for Him. I don't want to serve Him. I don't want to know Him. I don't, all that stuff, that just sounds like something I don't want to do with my time. i got my stuff figured out. I don't know what God's big deal is. That's not what I want. You talk about the phony fire like it's a bad thing. Have you seen what they've got on social media? Some of y'all are addicted to it. Why? Because you like it. You're not doing any sin that you don't like. You like it. You love that sin, so you keep going back to it. And there, if we're honest, there are some that would say in the right environment the thing the preacher would want you to hear, but down in your heart, my friend, you don't care. You've bought the phony fire. You'll be the special one. Can I give you some bad news tonight? That is all you'll ever have. It's all you'll ever have. Phony fire. You're going to face the temptations every, every... Your temptation of sin every day for the rest of your life. You will feel like giving in 90% of the time. You're going to lash out at those, and, at those that mistreat you. You're going to gossip most of the time. You will hate and fight and bicker as the natural state of your life. You'll jump from one relationship to another and just as soon as you pick one, a prettier one will come along and you'll break the heart of the first one so you feel a little better about yourself. All the while, you never actually changed. You will be selfish and self-entitled so much so that you can even spot it in your own self and it will eat at anyone that tries to get close to you. You will jump back and forth between looking at porn and the shameful promising to never do it again, and there is nothing you can do about it. You disrespect your parents, and the emotion will swell against any accountability because that is who you are. You are a selfish, self-entitled brat who lives for the one person and one person alone, and it is you. And when you finally die, and God tosses you into hell where you belong, the world around you will finally breathe a sigh of relief. Too much? You think it's any different than that? My friend, hear me. There are young people who are playing a game with their soul, acting as if somehow they're going to win. And I'm telling you, phony fire will do nothing for you. There are some of you tonight that even under the sound of my voice, you are condemned already. And you are ignoring it living in the distraction, soaking in the distraction, and the fact that your heart has no desire for God only reveals the truth about who you are. And you will spend eternity in hell, not because I said so, but because the Word of God cannot be any clearer about it. Except for one thing. 
except for one thing. Look with me at verse number 5 of our text. The Bible says, The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. You know what happens in verse 5? In verse number 5, God introduces us to what it, who is called the servant. We don't know him by any other moniker except the servant. So the servant begins to speak in verse number 5, and he'll speak all the way down to verse number 9, and listen to that voice and see if you recognize it at all. I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheek to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. And I'm telling you today that this is a description of Jesus Christ Himself, in whom there was no rebellion. No, 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 my friend. That same rebellious spirit that rules and guides and guards your heart, our Savior never once gave into it. He never once allowed Himself to have it. I tell you today that that same lying lip that every time your parents ask, you can't help but lie. You can't even begin to tell the truth. You don't know when it started, and you don't know how to get it to end, but you can't tell the straight truth to anybody anymore. Your attitude stinks, your behavior is gross, and all of it flies in the face of God. And I tell you today, there is one, the very servant of God, who never one time demonstrated rebellion to his father. Yeah, preacher, we get it. Jesus is a good example. He's a, he's a good example. No. No, sadly, if we think Jesus is an example, we've missed the point. Jesus was never meant to be your example. No, go be like Jesus. You, you think that's possible? You think that's possible? You're the one in the dark. You know the hopelessness of feeling like all of this is on you. You know what it is to try to carry the weight of righteousness on your own shoulders. You know what it's like to feel like you are all by yourself. And I'm telling you here tonight, you have never been by yourself for the very Savior who promises to save your soul did exactly what He commands us to do. And He doesn't stand as an example. He stands as a resource ready for any saint that would come to Him and say, God, I'm done. I'm done trying the phony fire. I'm done trying to make it happen in my own heart. I'm done trying to produce it in my own life. I just want You. And I want You to produce by Your grace what I could never do on my own. God stands ready to help to bring you along to transform anyone who is tired of phony fire. And He offers it to you. And it did not come cheap because just across the page on my Bible, chapter 53, would you look there with me? 
In chapter 53, in verse number 2, can I remind you how important this is to Jesus Christ? That He could extend to you a relationship to His Father? The Bible says in verse number 2, He had no form or comeliness that we should be that we should see Him. There is no beauty that we should desire Him. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from Him. He was despised and we esteemed Him not. Surely hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did, uh, we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But He was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressors. Our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned every one his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb unto the slaughter, and a sheep before the shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. And I want to remind you tonight that there is a risen Savior who died for your sins. Not Hear me, not just to save your soul from a sinner's hell, not just to keep you from going where you ultimately deserve. And I will tell you, Every single one of you deserve the hell that has been extended to you. I am telling you tonight that that same Savior did not die so He could save you and then you live whatever life you wish to live. But rather, He saved you that He might fill you, that He might walk with you, that He might use you, that you might stand out and be separated from the world around you and you won't have to do it in your own power, but you can do it motivated by a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And He offers it. To all. And he says, Come have real light. Why? Why get distracted? Why get distracted with the stuff you can find on social media and you can find it by the millions? I, I'm serious. If you want to spend the rest of your life numbing your brain with the garbage the world has, our world is good at shoveling it at you. I tell you, it'll be phony. Every single. And you'll find yourself coming back to it because the last time did nothing for you. But you keep coming back. Imagine it's going to finally do something for you. Actually going to provide something for you. Actually going to give something to you. And one more time, you'll have your little thrill. You'll carry the shame out. And you'll know in your heart of hearts you are actually all alone. It's the young person who tonight is willing to look at where they are in the dark. They're willing to say, Christ, You perfectly did what You asked me to do. And if I have to walk in obedience with You without ever feeling the emotional high again, I'll do it if I know I can walk with You. If I, can, if I have to serve God for the rest of my life, and it'll never be another mountaintop experience. God, as long as I'm with you, that's what I want. I don't want this phony fire anymore. I want a light that I can only find. Tonight, young person, he offered you. 
you think it's done in your own power, you've got to make a commitment, and then you've got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. My friend, you do not understand the gospel. The greatest thing in the world is that the gospel is so plain and clear, you need to hear it again. Would you let somebody show you again from the Word of God the full, beautiful truth of what it is to daily rely on the gospel of Jesus? You were never meant to do this stuff for God. You were meant to do it with God. And he extends that to you tonight. Would you stand with me this evening? Father, I love you and I thank you for your word. I thank you for these young people. and I'm grateful for the work that you're doing in their hearts and lives. I'm so grateful that your plan is bigger and better than mine for them. And Lord, I can't even begin to imagine the ways you want to use these young people. I pray, Father, that your will would be done here this evening. Father, you'd speak to the hearts of your young people and draw them from your word. Draw them to you and in your grace again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Tonight, would you, would you join me in bowing your head and closing your eyes in an attitude of, of prayer here this evening? I want to make an invitation to you tonight. We've got some chairs and some stairs here as we designated just for a place to pray. And I want to invite you this evening. God's spoken to your heart this evening. You're done with the phony fire. Tonight, why don't you come talk to God about it? Why don't you grab your youth pastor by the arm or your pastor by the arm and say, Preacher, I'm done with this phony fire stuff. I made commitments to God and I've been trying to carry it all on my own and I'm done with that. Preacher, will you pray for me? I, I, want, I want daily, I want the grace of God. I don't want it just so I can have my way or look apart for the youth department. I want God to have me. I'm sick of doing stuff for God. I want to do it with Him. If God spoke to your heart tonight, I invite you. Many have come and there's plenty of room right here at the altar. I call you out tonight. Won't you come? Won't you come? You can hold on to your plan. Go ahead, hold on to your plan. It, it ends in sorrow. There's no point where that plan does not end in sorrow. He said, no, 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 not for me. I'm telling you, anyone who's ever tried it ends up with the results of phony, phony fire. Tonight I invite you to business with God this evening. I know He wants to work in your heart. I know He wants, He is drawing many of you to Him. And I trust tonight you'll let him have it. Pastor, won't you come? Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. I come just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark plot 
Jesus in your heart, it, it's a dead end. I mean, you might start off, it might look good, but it doesn't last very long. You've got to have Jesus as your Savior. If you're here without Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'd love to take a Bible and share with you from the Word of God how you can know that you're saved and on your way to heaven. My prayer is that those of you who are saved, you've had a great summer. You had a great youth camp and maybe you did youth con, some other things. It's these youth rallies that hopefully keep you on track, keep you encouraged. You're not the only group of young people out there. There's others like you that desire to walk with God, know God, and to, to fellowship with God. So hopefully it'll be a help and encouragement. Lord, speak into your heart tonight. I'll give you one more opportunity to respond. Let's go ahead and be seated. We do appreciate uh, you so much coming and being with us tonight. And uh, we're just thankful to have you uh, to be here with us. Uh, so uh, Brother Lalo is going to come. And uh, I need to have a meeting. Uh, we usually use uh, the end of the meeting here to set our youth rallies for the rest of this year. And so I'd like to dismiss uh, youth pastor or pastor, whoever it might be that's with your group tonight. We'll go ahead and dismiss you uh, at this time. Guys, if you go ahead and, and uh, leave. And then uh, Brother Lalo's got some activities, going to fill you in about eating, all those good things, you know, that you'd like to do. And so, Brother Lalo. All righty. Like he said, those youth pastors and pastors from each group, if you guys can go ahead and uh, walk out already, they'll direct you to uh, the meeting, and there'll be food for us, for y'all over there. Um, now, for the rest of us, we're going to get dismissed here in a little bit. We're going to have one more song. Brother Stephen's going to lead us in a song in a little bit. Um, there was a group that gets to have pizza first, wasn't there? All right. Right here. We're still right here. Okay. No, if nobody's screaming, we're just going to let everybody else go first, but somebody screamed from your group. Okay. So we'll go ahead and let y'all go first. Um, but, be, you know, we're about to go into the gym. We're, we're about to have pizza first, go to the gym, and have a blast. Um, but I just want you guys, okay, um, I'm going to tell you guys something, a secret, okay? And uh, I, this is my first youth rally I've ever ran, but I, I know enough about this, okay, that we, we try to trick you guys. And you say, what do you mean? Well, we try to have fun songs. We try to have super fun games that get your attention. And we're trying to trick you guys to get you guys focused up here for, for what you're really here for, which was the man of God coming to preach, which was the Lord laid a message on Brother Metzinger's heart because the Lord thought, hey, the Lord knew this group of young people sitting in this room, I don't care if you grew up, um, whichever part of Kansas, however far away, whatever home situation was, God said, I want this person to hear this message from the Lord. So we're going to have pizza. We're going to have fun. Go ahead and enjoy that. But don't forget what the Lord fed you tonight, okay, through Brother Jeremiah. So we're going to have a congregational singing a little bit. And then after that, I'll come back up, and I'll dismiss the first group of people. We're going to have some pizza. And then the rest of y'all can follow up behind him. We'll go ahead and pray, of course. But uh, I'm going to give some rules after. We're going we're gonna to have Brother Stephen up now, and then I'll go ahead and dismiss us after that. We'll have some rules. We'll go over those then.
sons. Abraham and I want a better soul. Let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, bend the knees, chicken wings, and the father Abraham. And many sons, and many sons had father Abraham. And I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. Hand your knees, shake your wings, drive your stock, turn around. Father Abraham, and many sons, and many sons, and Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right on, left on, right foot, left foot. Hand your knees, shake your knees, drive your stock, turn around, sit down. Oh, everybody! Why don't we give Brother Stephen a hand for leading our music? And then Brother Benson for running all our games. Give him a hand. Pastor Jeremiah for preaching for us. And most importantly, Pastor Jeremiah. Well, it's time for pizza, so we'll go ahead and pray in a little bit and dismiss y'all. Of course, y'all can go first. Uh, okay, I might change my mind on that. I'm just kidding. So the pizza's going to be outside uh, because we want to keep uh, this fellowship here uh, clean, and you guys are a bunch of teenagers. We're going to have you guys go outside. We're going to eat real quick, and then uh, everybody else follow after this. You guys go ahead and eat, and then your youth pastor or, or pastor will find you afterwards when it's time to head out. Uh, but let's go ahead and pray real quick. Very important. Throw your trash in the trash can. Say, why, Brother Lalo? Because I have to clean up after. I will be very mad and upset. I might be short, but I, I'll still fight. <laughs> okay? Let's go ahead and pray real quick, and then you guys can go ahead and step out first, and everybody else just follow on behind me. Okay, let's pray. Everybody else, follow out. 